ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, officially announce that this is the new podcast for Blaze Gomez. It is called Performing Thoughts. What we do here is talk about our stories of you know funny things, things that scared us, stuff like that, throughout the lives of being a performer, whether that being with a theme park, a musical, or a play, or if you've been on TV or done stuff like that. I will do my best to uh, expand on that. I would love to try and get like pro wrestlers involved as well due to um, my involvement with that. But I'm going to be bringing in a little bit of some cosplay stuff. I know that's not really performing, but I have done a lot of charity stuff and some school visits with the, uh, the characters that I have been, and I've always get some funny stories with that. Anyway, um, this first episode, it's going to be about who I am, what I do, and I will get start with the first story. We, um, let's see, where, where do I want to start us off at? No, that, that works. We'll, uh, we'll start with the reason why I became a performer for Six Flags. Now, Six Flags, I have worked with them on and off three, four years now. It's always been a great time. I've never had much of an issue, professionally speaking. I have never had any issues with Six Flags Fiesta Texas as a company. I have done stilts for them. I have been a costume character for them. And I've always enjoyed my time there. I've never had any issues professionally. But I will never forget when we started doing the Mardi Gras parade. I went through auditions, as you would for anything. And I had received the option of doing roller skates or stilt walking and at the time I was like well I could I can do roller skates that'd be fine you know I'm in my head I'm like well I think I'm pretty good at it and I had asked them because and keep in mind I didn't work any other job at that time prior besides being entertainment so I would work for example, I would be working October season for scaring, maybe Christmas season if I got picked up for that, and then I'd work the Mardi Gras season. But if not, I would be working from about September, the end of September through November 1st, and then I'd have this break period for working to then go into, uh, at that time, I think it was the summer, I want to say for Mardi Gras, so I had a really big break, and when we did it, we, uh, we had a little bit of everything, it was, it was kind of weird, I'm not gonna lie, we had some folks that should have been there, and some that I personally believe didn't make any sense to be a part of it, but it is what it is, and I'll never forget when I had asked, hey, do you guys would you be uh, providing the roller skates? They told me no. And again, being the way that I was, I didn't have any money coming in. So I wasn't going to be able to, pr- to buy the roller skates. So I said, well, I can try stilts. And they asked if I had ever done it before. And of course, me being as green as I was, no, never have. 
somehow they still hired me after they saw me almost fall on stilts, which I, to this day, I got to give them a big thank you because if it wasn't for them giving me the break that I needed for stilt walking, I probably wouldn't have had this uh, title under my belt. But so from there, I had done stilts that season. It was a great time. Never had an issue. But fast forward to, we'll go to last year. They had invited me back as I um, had done my audition. And I was the Reaper character for their voodoo float, which is a really cool float. I love it. I love the music they use for it. I love the costumes and I love the paint that they use. Unfortunately for my character, he usually wears a mask. But the mask was too small for my face, so I wasn't able to do it. So they painted my face, and it was always a good time. Nightmare to get off later, but it was a good time. And um, I met this guy named Chris Ardon. I'm going to try and get him on. because He's a really cool guy, but he was one of my mentors for stilt walking on how I do a lot of my tricks and how I dance. But... He was teaching me how to dance, and it was the funniest thing to watch this skilled performer, you know, not run through the motions, but you could tell that he knows what he's doing. And he's like, hey, okay, try this. And he would put me on the spot about it, which would actually really help me out. And it made me be like, well, no, I don't think I can do that right now, too. Well, okay, it's now or never. So I did it. I, I danced. I'd do a high kick and stuff like that. But you could tell that, like, that guy's learning, you know? And I thought that was always a fun time. I'll never forget the first time he had asked me. We were middle of um, the last show before the parade. So how Six Flags' schedule was set up at that time was we would be outside from about 12, doing nothing but meet and greets around Rockville and the boardwalk area, as well in the front of the park. We would go from there to, uh, I think it was at 6, if I'm not mistaken, from 6 o'clock to 7, maybe, if I've got the timing right in my head, because I don't remember, but I think the parade was about an hour long. So from 6 to 7, you would be doing the parade, but from 12 to 5, from 5 o'clock it would be that uh, showtime, which was really cool. I always enjoyed it. But he had asked one day, just out of the blue, like, hey, we're going to do a dance. Just follow my lead. Okay, going to try it. And I did it, and you could tell I had no idea what I was doing. But Chris, being the person that he was, you know, very supportive, helped me out, and now it's a part of my routine thing that I do when I come back for stilts every year. And I've always appreciated him for that, because if it wasn't for Red the Clown teaching me how to walk on stilts, and then Chris Ardon for helping me break out of just the, oh, well, that's a stilt walker, and that's all he can do is walk kind of shell that I had. I would not be able to run, jump, dance, uh, high kick, and do a lot of the other crazy stuff that I can do. It, 
I thank them both very much for doing that and bringing me into this uh, stilt walking world. So, you know, after a few times doing those dances and learning how to do stuff, um, I hadn't practiced them at home because I didn't have a pair of stilts to take with me. The one time that the park did, which was this year, I was able to walk around a bit, learn how to do stuff. It was just really good timing. And I learned how to high kick, and I'll never forget, it was the end of the parade. We had all stopped backstage waiting for the guests that were on the floats to leave so we could all go home. And Chris had made the comment, because I'm like, hey, Chris, check this out. And I did the high kick. He's like, all right, do it with your other leg. Keep in mind, I haven't done it with my other leg. So I'm very good. Like, I can kick with my right leg really well. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just use the right leg kick. It'll be all right. And we did that little stunt of uh, learning how to do that on the fly, <laughs> of me learning how to kick with my left leg. He's like, yeah, man, you're learning. That was you know, good for you. He's clapping. And we were just about to leave, and he's like, all right, do a crescent kick. Now, since I cannot give a visual, it's where you kick out, but your leg makes a circle when you're kicking, or like at least a half circle when you kick out. I hadn't done that yet. I hadn't done that since I was in martial arts in like sixth, seventh grade. So, and let alone ever doing it on stilts. So here I am like, okay, thinking to myself, this is how I fall, you know, this is how my still walking days are halted for a bit. <coughs> Sorry about that. But, um, you know, I do it and it works out really well. I'm not complaining about it at all. I thought it was a good time, and I was proud of myself. And he's like, "Okay, do it with your left leg." In my head, I'm like, "Chris, you're gonna kill me. This is how I fall." But a part of me was like, "No, you need to do it." So I did it. It was a good time. I was landing it, and so throughout the rest of this season, granted, I wasn't there 24/7. I was there only for the parade. So if you saw me during that parade, you'd notice I uh, I started incorporating a lot of kicks because of that. And I, again, I have to thank Chris for that because if it wasn't for him, I'd just be the most basic stilt walking uh, performer in the park. Um, let me see. What's a good... You know what? Okay, this involves stilts. Since I guess today's topic will be stilts. I did, for my first year, Halloween on stilts. I haven't done Halloween er, on stilts ever. I've been scaring since I was about seven. I've done nothing but haunted houses with my parents in our garage that would progressively go to community haunted houses to then jumping to SeaWorld. Now I know... Put the pitchforks down. You've seen Blackfish. You don't like how SeaWorld works. I get that. But you can't be going up to the performers 
who have nothing to do with the animals and getting mad at us. We don't go near them. We have nothing to do with the animals. So that's my little PSA on that because it bugs the hell out of me. Anyway, but I, I've been doing that for most of my life. I've been scaring people. And I was like, you know what? After four or five years of me being with SeaWorld, I I had um, I was synonymous with it. Like everybody knew, if SeaWorld were to go down tomorrow, in October, I'd be going down with it because I would refuse to jump over to Six Flags. Because at the time I would hear nothing but, oh, the guests hate the performers, stuff like that. Excuse me, I need to uh, drink something real quick. My throat's a little parched. By the way, this is not a sponsor, but this is the one thing keeping me awake. The coconut edition of the Red Bull. Um, of the Red Bull. The coconut Red Bull. That's my uh, poison of choice. And it keeps me going. So, gotta thank Red Bull for that. But uh, anyway, I had finally made the choice after doing Mardi Gras in the summer. Well, most of the summer. Long story short, why I didn't finish the summer, some of the medication I was taking wasn't mixing very well, and it was giving me heart issues that I didn't realize was going on because of the meds. I went over to the doctor a few weeks afterwards because I thought I was just overdoing it, found out it was my meds, just got off of the meds, but unfortunately it was too late for me to come back. So I applied for October got that and ironically I'd actually applied for both parks just so I could have options and unfortunately and this is nothing against SeaWorld I will I love working for entertainment at SeaWorld this has never been an issue for me I have had nothing but the best time there it's where I made my professional acting slash performing debut and before I leave the state of Texas and the city of San Antonio I would like it to be where I end that chapter of my life being performing here in the state of Texas in the city of San Antonio but everything aside I have uh, yeah I had already applied for both didn't get anything from SeaWorld until I started rehearsals with Six Flags. So it's obvious I made the choice to go to Six Flags. And we're doing stilts. We, I mean, the stilt walkers for my part of the park. And um, then the issue arrived that I didn't think about. I have to get onto an elevator. Now, for those who have seen a stilt walker backstage, you know it's a little difficult for us to walk around until we sit down and get the stilts off. Only issue is we can't do that very well due to our height. I was I I don't think I was at the highest my stilts could go in October. I don't remember. 
If I was, I cannot for the life of me remember. But it was a nightmare for us, or at least for me. I can't speak for everybody in that zone. But it was a nightmare for me to get in and out of an elevator. But it was the funniest thing to uh, go into the elevator and call the elevator down and I'm already in it. And I'm just in there as this giant scarecrow. It made me laugh anytime I'd scare somebody without scaring them. But I digress. We um, were doing Fright Fest. And there was a night where I had done my uh, charity stuff that I do with my charity group called Titans of San Antonio. Long story short, we are a group of cosplayers who cosplay as certain members of the Teen Titans, but we are branching out into doing uh, Disney, Star Wars, and other characters. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. But I had done an event with the group, and then I went back to work. And I get there and call my boss saying, hey, I'm here, I'm heading down right now. He tells me, okay, that's cool, but you might not want to get on stilts. What do you mean I don't want to get on stilts? There's about 35,000 people in the park. And I'm here very confused, not thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I'll be okay. So I get on the stilts, and my lord, if you guys thought uh, people walked slow in the hallways of high school, when we were in high school, you have never walked through a busy night in Fright Fest. Nobody knows how to walk. Nobody knows how to uh, not stop traffic. And it's worse for the performers because we're constantly getting stopped at being asked for pictures. And for the stilt walkers, we can't, to a point, just walk away. A lot of us can, but there will be certain situations where you get circled by people. And then you're kind of stuck there until either another stilt walker walks by that they haven't seen or... You have somebody being a uh, another actor or your stage manager kind of direct traffic in the other way so you can leave and get back to, you know, doing your job. But I'll never forget doing that, realizing, not even thinking about it, about how many people were there. But I had this knacky ability, not knacky, canny. I'm so sorry, guys. You will constantly hear me mess up throughout this, um, these episodes. But I have this canny ability to uh, sneak up on people while on stilts. And uh, it would make me laugh when we had this house up front when you walk into the park. And you could, when I say you, I mean the stilt walking, or just the performers, you could kind of not walk into it, but you could walk in front of it because you couldn't actually go into the house. And I could fade perfectly under there. So I would hide on one side 
and then, uh, or I would be stuck taking pictures in front of the house and wait for the fog machine to go off so then I could go into the fog because, <sighs> real quick, <laughs> I know as guests, everybody loves an eerie vibe of having a foggy area. And that's cool. I'm one of those people. I love seeing that. But as a performer, you guys don't understand when we can't see you, we're not trying to be mean and we hit you. Or at least I'm not trying to hit you. As a stilt walker, I can't see you. But that's another story for another day. I had, um, I would hide in the fog and then everybody would not realize that I'm there anymore. Because it was so thick. And I would listen on the right side of my, of the, of the area that I could leave or hide under and realize, and just not realize, wait for people to walk through enough to where I could walk out without anybody realizing that it was me. So I would do that a lot. And I'll never forget, um, being able to do that and come up in front of a family that didn't even know I was there and get them all in one one go but that was that was always a great time for me there's a lot of videos of me I wouldn't even call it dancing but due to a show right next to where we were performing I would take a now you can't see but I'm using air quotations break to listen to the music because it it was a really good soundtrack that they had and at the same time the singer has a lovely voice so I would go over there blow off steam just kind of shake everything off and realize hey not only are you halfway done but you're you're almost there almost done with the night you can go home get some sleep or go out get food with everybody but I'd mess around and dance and just completely break character. But I could turn it back around in a matter of a heartbeat. And I'll never forget, we had the Ecto-1. I want to say it's the first one. Not, I, you know, I don't, just thinking about it, I don't remember if they named any of the other cars in Ghostbusters, like the Ecto-2, 3, or 4. I don't know. It's a thing. I'll have to look that up. But... There was an Ecto-1 out there, so I couldn't walk as far as I wanted to. And I I turned around, and this little girl was following me. And at the time, my mask wasn't as... I wouldn't say scary, but it wasn't as threatening as the one that I would get later on. But I kind of looked down at her, and she's like dancing. So part of me was like, you could scare her and just call it a day, or you could uh, dance with this girl and make it, you know, make her her day or her evening a little better. So I opted for the latter, and it was a great time. It made this little girl's night better and made her smile, took pictures with her and her family. It was a great time. Unfortunately, then you have the kids who do that and then try to trip you. And that's for another time. Thank you guys for listening. 
This has been episode one of Performing Thoughts with Blaze Gomez. Thank you guys, and have a wonderful night.